BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The parents of Brian Laundrie, the man who admitted to murdering Gabby Petito and leaving her at a Wyoming national park, are denying they had, quote, full knowledge that their son murdered Gabby right after it happened. The denial is part of a civil suit filed by Gabby's parents, in which they are trying to find out what the Laundries knew about their daughter's death and when they knew it. In a deposition, the Petitos said the Laundries said their son called them frantically around August 29, 2021, and said Gabby was, quote, gone, and he needed a lawyer. Hello and good morning. It is really nice and sunny today. Brian Laundrie admitted in a suicide note to murdering Gabby in late August 2021 as they traveled across the country in her van. He then drove the van back to Florida to his parents' home and his family hired a lawyer for him, Stephen Bertolino. Then Brian Laundrie vanished on a hike. Bertolino has been unapologetic about the Laundries not talking to the Petitos after Gabby vanished. I talked to him back in 2021. Gabby Petito was going to be their daughter-in-law at some point. She was engaged to their son. And, you know, a lot of people can't understand why um, the Laundries wouldn't speak to the Petitos when they're desperately looking for their daughter. Um, Can you elaborate on that? And do they have anything to say to the Petitos now? Well, working backwards, I can tell you at this moment in time, we have, uh, you know, nothing to say to the Petito family. Uh, right now, Chris and, La- uh, Chris and Roberta Laundrie are just focusing on, you know, retrieving Brian's remains from the medical examiner's office, uh, grieving their sons and dealing with that. And in the future, you know, we'll see what happens uh, with respect to, you know, not speaking uh, to the Petito family in the beginning. You know, that was on me. That was something that I told them they shouldn't be doing. And we're just going to leave it at that. Did they want to speak to the Petito family uh, in the beginning? And Jeanette, I can tell you, it's not about what they wanted. It's about what I told them they needed to do. The Petitos wanted the court to order Bertolino to give a deposition about what he knew. But the lawyer representing the Petitos has withdrawn that request. Both sides have indicated they're open to settling this suit. But so far, that hasn't happened. I'm Anjanette Levy. It's Tuesday, and this is Crime Fix, Law and Crime's rundown of the top stories in the world of crime. Rapper Young Thug's RICO trial is on hold until after the holidays, after one of his co-defendants was actually stabbed in the jail. The Fulton County Sheriff's Office says Willie Brown stabbed Shannon Stilwell multiple times on Sunday night. Stilwell is said to be in stable condition, and the judge issued an order that his attorneys be allowed to visit him while he's in the hospital. So what do we know about Willie Brown? He was originally arrested back in 2020 on some very serious charges, including aggravated assault, murder, and cruelty to children. Since then, he's been held without bail. Robert Cremo III is accused of murdering seven people at a 4th of July parade in Illinois last year. Well, he says he's going to represent himself at his trial. The judge questioned Cremo, who said he'd never taken any law classes. The judge told him he'd be responsible for filing all of his own motions 
and will get no special treatment. Primo is accused of firing an assault rifle into the crowd at the parade in Highland Park on July 4, 2022. He faces 117 charges, including 21 counts of murder and 48 counts of attempted murder. The trial is scheduled to start in February. Body camera footage has surfaced showing a missing mom from Wyoming as she traveled home with her boyfriend and her children in Arkansas. How you guys doing? Oh, okay. What you guys up to? Um, well, you can see Catherine Ferguson there in the passenger seat and everything seems fine during this encounter with police in Truman, Arkansas on October 5th. Ferguson's ex-boyfriend, Adam Avilas, returned to Wyoming with her children in early November. Ferguson's family later reported her missing. Avilas is now in jail facing a federal charge of being a felon in possession of a firearm. He is not charged yet in Ferguson's disappearance. Here's more of that body camera video. Well, I was just seeing a door open and looked suspicious, so I had to come oh, check it out. Yeah, we're going back. So are you guys out of Wyoming or? Yeah, we're going back. You going back? Oh, yeah. At one point, Avilas is a little concerned when the officer asks for his ID. Is it an ID? Uh, well, I, I just need to verify you. Okay. Well, I mean, it is a suspicious vehicle in a parking lot, so. Call? Somebody called in or I was driving right here and I see you guys. Court documents say police found a bullet hole and dried blood in that SUV where Catherine Ferguson was sitting after Avilas returned to Wyoming. How long have you guys been here in Truman? Just, just one night, yeah. An yeah, just passing through? Yeah. Eventually, the officer let Ferguson and Avilas go. The FBI is assisting police in Cody, Wyoming with the search for Ferguson. Her family and friends fear the absolute worst. Anyone with information about her and her disappearance can call Cody police. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Charlie Adelson gets life in prison without parole for the murder of his brother-in-law, Florida State University law professor Dan Markell. A jury found Adelson guilty of being part of a plan to murder Markell so his sister Wendy could have full custody of the two sons she shared with Markell. Co-conspirators of Charlie Adelson's testified against him at trial that he paid them to arrange the hit on Dan Markell back in 2014. Markell was shot to death as he sat in his car in his garage at his home in Tallahassee. Dan Markell was the only child of Phil and Ruth Markell. Phil Markell spoke at the sentencing about the pain of losing his only son. There is not a single day in my life since Danny's death that in one way or another he does not enter into my thoughts. And I miss him with all my heart. I'm constantly reminded of Dan's murder and his absence. When I meet new people, the topic of discussion always comes up when they ask whether I have children. How do I respond? It is difficult to put into words the heinous acts that took Daniel away from us. 
the unthinkable pains that I must live with every single day. Losing a son or a daughter is something I wish nobody, nobody should have to experience. It's not in the order of nature. Charlie Adelson also spoke very briefly. I would just like to say that I maintain my innocence. Adelson plans to appeal. Now, Charlie Adelson's sentencing comes on the heels of his mother's court appearance. Donna Adelson is accused of calling the shots in the plan to murder Dan Markell, her former son-in-law. She's not happy about being in jail and wants to be released on house arrest. She's under observation because prosecutors say she's spoken about taking her own life. That suggestion caused Donna Adelson to speak up in court. Now, before she was arrested in Miami, she also had a phone call with her son, who's obviously in jail here. 25-minute phone call. I've personally listened to it. She um, very clearly spoke about a plan to kill herself using sleeping pills. One moment, Ms. Adelson, please keep your comments to yourself. Let your lawyer argue on your behalf. Spoke of a plan to kill herself if she could not escape the country before arrest. That was known to the folks in this jail when she got here. That's why she's on watch. The The mental health professionals see her every day. They are not satisfied that she's safe. And it's up to them to decide it. Donna Adelson has also claimed that she's not able to meet with her lawyer at the jail, which is violating her rights. The judge disagreed, but told the jail they need to find a way for her to visit with her lawyer privately, despite the concerns about her mental health. The judge also ordered that Donna Adelson be seen by a psychologist or psychiatrist. Adelson also entered a plea to the charges that she conspired to murder Dan Markell. How does she plead? Not guilty, Your Honor. So Donna Adelson will stay in jail in Leon County in Florida, that's in Tallahassee, as she awaits trial. And her lawyer says as long as she can meet with her and they can go through all of the evidence, they plan to go to trial quickly. She'll be back in court next month. Police in Florida say a woman actually hid her children's Christmas presents, then reported them stolen so she could get stuff free. Shayna Hudson originally reported that her kids' Christmas presents were stolen So the community scrambled to help her out. Of course they would. But then deputies got a report that the stolen gifts were actually at a family member's house. And there they were. When Lee County deputies went to arrest Hudson for making a false report, they brought along the Grinch himself. Someone dressed as the Dr. Seuss character danced behind Hudson as she was led away in handcuffs. Hudson made bond and will be in court the day after Christmas. How fitting. A police officer and his girlfriend were arrested over the weekend for apparently putting items in bags at the Walmart self-checkout without actually scanning them. That's a big no-no. But it's really what the girlfriend is wearing in her mugshot that's making headlines. Shelby DeBose was photographed wearing a t-shirt that says, Dear Santa, I can explain. Pretty sure Shelby is on the naughty list this year. David Griffin was an officer with the Haines City Police Department in Florida. According to police, a Walmart employee saw DeBose and Griffin putting items in their bag without scanning and in good faith let them rescan them. But then when the employee walked away, they allegedly started doing it all over again. An arrest affidavit says they stole about $200 worth of goods. As you would expect, Griffin resigned from the police department after his arrest. And those last two stories, of course, 
fall into the category of you just can't make this stuff up. I'm Anjanette Levy. Thanks for being with us on this latest edition of Crime Fix on Tuesday, December 12th of 2023. We hope you have a great evening and I'll see you back here tomorrow.